Hello, hello, and welcome back to Life of a Black Woman podcast. I know I've been away for a little while. I've been trying to decide what direction I'm going to go with the podcast. I've been trying to find someone to come on the podcast with me to uh, have a conversation about these different topics and ideas because I just feel like it would be better just, you know, to have more of a conversation in a different viewpoint than just mine. But I have not been successful in finding that person. So here I am. So I asked God not long ago, like, what would he have me talk about on this podcast? And the subject matter of love came up. And I thought, no, I'm not dealing with that one. That's a that's a deep one. That's a tough one. That's not something that I want to talk about. And I most certainly don't want to talk about it alone. Um, but then as the weeks went past, different things about love was coming up different things I would see different things about love in my sphere and I'm like well maybe I need to be talking about this subject so more of that went on and so basically here I am I I it seems as though Jada Pickett Smith is still trying to figure out what love is even in her life I don't know if it's necessarily in her relationship, but I know it's in, you know, she's asked the question, like, what is love? And so it's got people talking. I was talking to my sister about it yesterday. Uh, I actually talked to my sister a lot about things on this matter. Um, And I just think that that topic of love is just one that most people on this earth, in my opinion, are still trying to find the answer to. Um, many times we base how we view love on the love that was portrayed around us, the love we saw our parents show towards one another. If we were raised in a single parent household, we didn't necessarily see love one-on-one you know, or or between parents because you were in a single parent household. So you you may have felt the love of a parent, but not watching two parents, how they showed it towards one another. And then having a two-parent household is not necessarily a good thing because if you have two parents in the household that don't know how to love, don't know how to love one another and don't necessarily love themselves, then that means that love was displayed to you negatively in, in a, I don't want to call it wrong because who can judge how people love one another? So what's right or wrong for me may not be right or wrong for you. But if my children are seeing my husband and myself show love in a certain way, we are setting an example of what their right and wrong is going to at least start out being, in my opinion. Um, 
I think it's necessary for all of us to figure out what is love to us? What does it mean to love one another? What does it mean to love myself? What what is love? You know, how do I teach people how to love me? That's a difficult thing. You're trying to teach people how to love you from a standpoint where you don't know how to love yourself sometimes. And these may not even be loving people. Like you're trying to show them how to love you, but they don't even want to learn how to love. So how do you go from there? Like, what do you do? So I'm going to start with the highest love there is out there and that is the love of God we know the story of of God and how he came down to earth in the form of man as Jesus and um walked the earth and healed people and when you listen to the story of God Let me see if I can put it the way that I'm thinking about it. When you listen to the story of Jesus, he came down to earth. If this is God coming down to earth in the form of a man and he came down, he was not, he did not look like anything great. He did not have money. His parents were not rich. Um, He didn't. There was nothing about him that really stood out that made him stand out above anybody else initially. And then as he got to the point where he started to develop his ministry, he did not reach out to the most affluential people in the world. He did not reach out to the the pastors of the, the churches. He um, he did not even reach out to family. When he started to develop his circle, he reached out to those who were less desirable to others and those who were willing to follow him. And as they walked the earth, he showed love and compassion by not striking them down when they did things that were deemed to not be right. He did not ridicule, though he did teach. He um, he healed the sick. He did not judge anyone. He, he just offered a better way. And by the time it was all over and done, He was on a cross dying for us all. Now, if you just go back through the the Bible, through the New Testament, and you just follow his life to me, that's a very good example as to what love is. To come and let me try to step into your shoes. Let me try to see things from how you see them. 
we're not getting along. We're not seeing eye to eye. Let me try to understand you a little more so that we can better our relationship. At the same time, let me tell you what it is that I need. And it is my hope that when I tell you what it is that I need, that you're going to change some of your ways so that you can give me some of my needs while I'm trying to learn and understand you and give you some of yours. Now, I understand that nobody's perfect. I'm Jesus, right? I understand that nobody's perfect. I'm the only one that is seen as as perfect, yet and still I tell you I'm not perfect. Only my, you know, I ask the question, why do you call me perfect? My father is the one who is perfect. So even still, when you see greatness in me, I humble myself. I show humility, knowing that, you know, I'm this good person, but you may not measure up to who I am. And I don't expect you to. I expect for you to be you. I'm going to set an example of what it is to love, what it is to be good to others. And I'm going to ask you to follow me. And in those areas that you can't follow me, I'm going to forgive you. Now, the Bible tells us that love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects and it always trusts. It always hopes and it always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. My problem with this, as if I could even ever have a problem with the Bible, because who am I, right? So I'm going to say my problem with people in this, when when it goes to love is patient and love is kind, then you have those individuals that try to string you on, string you along, saying they're going to come with me anyway because they're patient. I'm going to pray, P-R-E-Y, on their kindness because I know that that's the type of personality that I, they have. And I know that they're patient. So I don't have to get myself together right now because I know they're going to wait for me. It goes on to say it does not dishonor others and it's not self-seeking and it's not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrong. Keep in mind, love is God. Love is Jesus. And so when you're referencing this Bible verse, that's saying God is love. This is what love should be. But we humans, we don't necessarily break it down like that. 
you know, love keeps no record of wrongs. So from a human standpoint, love is not always doing wrong either. If it's somebody that's doing you wrong, you're in a toxic relationship, you're in an abusive relationship, somebody is constantly using you. And even though, you know, you may not even be speaking it because most people just don't speak Bible. um, But the pattern is there that, you know, this is a, I'm just going to keep using this person. I'm just going to keep abusing this person. And then when you speak up for yourself and you say, I don't like when you do this, I don't like when they, when you do that and they turn around and put it back on you. Well, you know, you're playing the victim. Well, stop playing the victim. Well, you know, um, you know, sometimes it's okay to say, well, I may be the victim, but I also know that I have the victory and I shouldn't be keeping a record of wrong. I shouldn't be throwing up in your face everything that you have done wrong. But at the same time, you shouldn't be doing wrong to me. So then love comes in at that point, love of self have to step in over love of others. And so in that situation, what is love? Love is me loving myself above you. Love is me not putting up with all the crap that you keep throwing at me. Love is walking away from this toxic relationship saying, I love you. I want the best for you. I wish no ill and no harm upon you, but I love me more and I want the best for me. And I wish no ill or no harm upon me. Therefore, I'm walking away. And in that situation, that is love. And then you, you know, if you are of a certain age, you were raised by parents and grandparents that that said, you know, you need to go and get you a man that's going to take care of you. If the man is working a good job and he's providing for you and you got a roof over your head and, you know, you got food on your table, that man loves you. Well, And many of us go out and we get spouses and, you know, girl, he got a good job. Girl, you know, he bought me this. Girl, he bought me that. But you look around and you know you're not fulfilled. Something on the inside of you is not getting fulfilled. You're you're missing something. You feel like you're missing something. And you can't figure out what it is because you have the house, you have the car, you have the purse, you've taken the trip, you have the money in the bank, you got the kids, you got the dog, your grass is green, but you don't understand, Will and Jada, what it is that's constantly making you unhappy. Could it be that none of these things are love? Could it be that a roof over, somebody providing a roof over your head, somebody coming home every night and watching your favorite television show with you, someone on the the man's standpoint, a woman fixing your favorite meal, 
Um, the kids are clean. The house is clean. Um, she rubbed your back. She rubbed your feet. But you're still just not in love with this woman. And you don't understand why. Or the two of you together are business moguls. You're multimillionaires. You have everything. And I guess we're going back to Will and Jada. You have everything. Yet and still you're searching outside of the marriage, outside of the relationship because you're not being fulfilled. Could it be that love is, has nothing to do with where or some, you know, where somebody work or how hard they, they work or whether or not they're sitting there watching television with you at night, whether or not you got zero kids or 10 kids, you know, whether or not you with, went to Paris, Jamaica, the Cayman Islands or Chicago, it doesn't matter the trips you've taken and the things you've done together, if you are not being fulfilled, if that cup of love is not being fulfilled, that doesn't mean that you don't have that surface love for that individual. We love a lot of things. I have a dog laying right next to me that was sick not long ago and we took him to the vet and I'm just going to say he's loved by some people in this household. Um, people do things for their pets that they won't do for other human beings. But does that mean that we're in love with our pet? And does that mean that our pet is fulfilling us the way we need to be fulfilled? It is in my opinion that in order to know what love is, you have to figure out what that love is for you. Somebody can go and buy you a multi-million dollar mansion, but if you're in that mansion by yourself because they're never home, because they're out trying to pay for it all day, every day, then you couldn't be getting fulfilled in love. You like the mansion, the pool is great, but where is that individual? Is that individual speaking affirmations into you and meaning it? So if they speak those affirmations into you and are they backing that up? Not just saying I'm going to speak this into you and the world is going to bring it to you. I'm going to speak this into you and I'm going to do my part in seeing to it that it happens for us. Um how are you showing up for yourself? Are there things that you want to do in this world? What are you doing to achieve those things? Because in order for us to receive love fully from other people, we have to love ourselves at least to a certain level within ourselves to receive it. I don't think anybody is going to ever reach 100%. I think 100% we call God. So I don't think that we're ever going to reach 100% on this love scale. But I think that if you learn to master it for yourself and what it truly means for yourself, when it starts to come to you in in 
first off, when it comes starts to come to you, you'll recognize it. And secondly, when it starts, when other things start to come to you, that is not it. You'll push it away because you'll say, that's not what I'm looking for. It's not to say that you can't grow with an individual, but you most certainly can't grow a individual. We have to all grow on our own and we have to all figure out what it means to us to be loved. What it means to us to give love. My thing when it comes to the men going out working, don't weren't they working before they met you? Don't we all work first just to provide the, the basic necessities of what we need? And then some of us work a little bit harder to, uh, to get those things out of this life that we want, to be able to take those vacations, to be able to send our kids to college, to be able to afford to take our pet to the vet. So we work a little bit harder. But now, wouldn't we do that if we were single? Wouldn't we provide for ourselves at least that roof over our head and food on our table, even if we were single? So in my opinion, how could that be love? That's a person trying to provide. And yes, a little bit of that is like, you know, my husband works hard, so I'm not going to sit up and say that a little bit of love isn't trickling trickling through that. What I'm saying is it takes more than that. I cook, but not every day. It's seven days in a week. If I cook two days, I've done good. If I did, if I cook three days a week, I'm great. You know, I'm like the, the greatest thing on earth, but now they don't always eat it. And it's not to say that I can't cook. It says food does not matter that much to them where it comes from. They just need to eat because the body needs to have food. My husband told me years ago, I'm, I'm, I don't need a wife that can cook for me. I don't need a wife that can clean the house. I need a wife that can help me maintain the house, get the house, work, help me do some things in the house. But as far as cooking and all of that, it's thousands of restaurants out there. We, we're going to eat. It does not have to, the food does not have to come from our stove. Now, as we progressed over the years and we get a little older and our bodies get a little different and our wants and needs change, would he probably prefer that I cook a little bit more than what I do? Yes. So then I do or whatever. And yes, that is an act of love. But overall, is that filling his cup? Just because I went in the kitchen and I made a meatloaf, is he being fulfilled? He went to work. He, you know, he provides. Am I being fulfilled? These are questions that you have to answer 
for yourself. I think only you can say what love is. And since I've been hammering on Will and Jada, let's just go back because we all have an opinion on what a marriage should look like, what a relationship should look like. The question comes down to, are they happy? Is it good for them? If it's good for them and it works for them and they like it and they're being fulfilled, then it is that's their business and it works. It's fine. I think with, with Jada asking what is love, that's saying that she's still searching for something and, and she's still not receiving what it is that she's looking for. You know, so, but does that mean that their their marriage doesn't work? That doesn't mean that. That means that she's still out there searching and he isn't fulfilling so, or she isn't fulfilling something in herself and she needs to continue searching for what that is. And I think she's doing the right thing by asking the question and by searching for it and not just sitting back and trying to pretend like everything is is great when she knows full well it isn't. It's hard to try to live your life in the public eye because everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion of what you should do, how you should, you know, what your relationship should look like, who you should be talking to, you know, who you should be with. Only you can answer that. You know, and I, something else that I came was on my Facebook page and it popped up the other day. It, it was a year ago, apparently, when I posted it. And it says, true partnership is rooted in a love that has moved beyond the illusion of the honeymoon phase and into truth. It is the place where each partner puts their heart into embodying the best version of themselves in the relationship. It is a space of mutual encouragement, celebration, and evolution. Which to me means I'm going to keep myself healthy. I'm going to keep my spiritual life together. If I know cooking for you is a thing, only, even if it's only three days a week, I'm going to try to go in there and cook up to them three days a week as much as I can. If my husband knows that I require a certain type of dwelling, he's going to work to help us get it. I think it also means that you have to continue to grow and you have to continue to evolve in self and continuing to grow and continuing to evolve in self. Hopefully each individual is doing that. And then therefore, because you have set goals and, and, and dreams and different things that you're trying to achieve together, that you're growing and evolving together. You're growing within self while encouraging the other to grow within themselves. You're growing in your mutual aspirations together while allowing each other the space to grow within themselves. To me, that is love. And that takes time. That takes a lifetime. And if you're not in that type of relationship, quite possibly you need not be in that relationship. That's all going to come down to what it is for you. If we go back 
to God and we go back to Jesus, God said they need my help. He showed up in the form of a man. He came down and said, I don't have to be beautiful. I just have to be willing to help. I'm going to grow in my father's word. I'm going to learn all I can. And then I'm going to teach it to you. And I'm, I'm teaching it to you and I'm walking with you, which means I'm side by side with you. Everything that you're going through, I'm going through with it, going through you. I'm, I'm with you. At the same time, I'm teaching you how to deal with it. I'm teaching you how to come to me and ask me for help. I'm teaching you how to trust me and I'm being faithful and I'm being a person that is dependable. dependable. Therefore, you have no problem with constantly coming to me. We have a relationship. You're coming to me. I'm responding. And then I'm going to give myself for you. Many of us humans, we're not going to give ourselves, especially when it comes down to death. But what we can do is give compassion. We can give hope. We can give inspiration. We can give coaching. We can do a lot of things to try to help a person achieve their fullest and best. We cannot, we can be faithful. We can be trustworthy. We can, you know, not be liars. And in that, I think we will be presenting ourselves in a way that God, through Jesus, showed us how to be. That to me is love. I hope this helped. And I thank you for listening to Life of a Black Woman podcast.